Welcome to Peak Mind. I'm your host, Michael Trainer, and I'm coming to you live from Lake Atiklan, a place called The Hermitage, where I am currently amidst the early morning light, the sound of the birds, beautiful calm of the lake as I see fishermen start to head out. And as I look around, I'm struck by the silence. And I wanted to talk today in my daily dose about the virtue of retreat. So I, I think it's fair to say that all of us live extraordinarily busy lives, lives besieged by noise, if you will, besieged by other people's agendas and the stress and stressors that come with living in that reality. And I think it's so, so, so imperative to consciously take time out. You know, when a, when a child misbehaves, when a child is, is disrupted by too much signal, either internally or externally, what do you do? You give them a time out, you give them time to rest. And yet, as we grow into adulthood, we almost feel a guilt, at least, at least many in the United States where I live, with even taking the, the modest two weeks off a year to take time for a quote-unquote vacation. And what I'm talking about here isn't really a vacation. What I'm talking about here is a notion of a conscious retreat taking time to be solely with yourself, ideally in silence, and to allow the world within to, to breathe, to allow the world within to come to know itself again. You know, I think sometimes for us to work optimally, really for anything to work optimally, it needs a break, it needs rest. We know now of the virtue, the profound virtue of sleep, for example, and how integral it is. The armed forces just did research and showed that in some ways being sleep deprived is more deleterious, more dangerous than, than being drunk. And so, a retreat to me is like a deep rest. It's beyond the ritualistic and, and normal sleep. It's, it's a reset. It's literally allowing yourself to come back to homeostasis, to come back to balance. And I think, for me at least, the essential element to that retreat the magic maker, if you will, is going into nature and going into quiet. As I sit here, I'm in a, I would say a beautiful but modest circular home with windows all around. And as I look out, I look out onto beautiful palm fraud trees onto a volcano and mountains surrounded by the sea 
And what's striking is, is this starkness. You know, the only man-made sounds I can hear are the, the distant hum of the boats as they traverse the lake. But otherwise, I'm left to the sound of the birds and, and my own thoughts. And as I woke this morning for sunrise, I started to journal and I realized an hour later that there was so much within me that was waiting to come out. So many thoughts, so much uh, reflection that wanted to see the light of day, but likely would not have had the space were it not for this retreat. You know, and if you look at spiritual traditions through time immemorial, many have have offered times for retreat. In fact, many of the great spiritual masters have received their great epiphanies after times of retreat. You know, Siddhartha became the Buddha, the enlightened one, after 10 days meditating under the Bodhi tree, the sacred, the sacred Bodhi tree. And so for me, there's, I think, something in taking stock and really resetting my intention and orientation around that which truly matters. What I noticed in my journaling this morning, and what you may notice if you, if you take yourself on retreat is, is it's, it's like a fire hose of ideas that just start to pour out. And at the end, I thought to myself, wow, those were some good ideas. But then amidst the calm of the retreat, I also realized how much stress would be associated with launching this idea. Is it truly aligned to my vision and values? Do I simply like the idea of it? Do I think that people will herald me or exalt me in some fashion that's tempting to my ego, but at what cost? Or is it a true idea? Is it something that's deep from within the roots, if you will, of my tree? Is it something that would nourish the garden that is my life? And being surrounded as I am by a beautiful, rich permaculture garden, I get to really think about what sustains life, what sustains us, and what diversity of ideas, what diversity of people can we surround ourselves with so that we can truly nurture our soil, so that we can create perennial crops, so that we can produce year in, year out, without blithe, without dis-ease, without imbalance, that imbalance which comes from burning the candle at both ends, that comes from the stressors of trying to meet the agendas of so many around us. And some of that, for example, for the parents amongst us, is inevitable, right? Some pressures are going to be with us. But I think the way that we choose to be with them is where we can be at cause in life, where we can be the source of our own reality. And so often we're at effect to the agendas of other peoples. We are, if you will, thrown about in the winds of other people's agendas. But I think what we're able to do when we take retreat is we're able to 
to reset and reassess our compass, our true north star, and to set our sails, if you will, in the directions of the winds that are commensurate with that north star. We're able to harness the winds around us as opposed to be at effect, to be, to be tossed in, about and, and potentially to capsize and instead to, to sail in the direction of our dreams. And so today I just wanted to take a bit of time to share some of the magic of my experience in taking this time to retreat. You know, the elements for me have literally been simply a beautiful shelter with an incredible view, uh, nature surrounding me everywhere, my journal, um, for me, my computer as I'm working on my book proposal, and these headphones for recording my podcast. And that's it. I've set it up so that I have meals delivered to a, a mailbox outside my door. So I literally think about nothing but nourishing myself and resting and deeply resetting. And the quality of my sleep has been something extraordinary. I think because I'm not surrounded by any electronic signals, by, by any noise, if you will, I'm able to truly rest into myself, my own thinking, my meditation. And so I want to encourage you guys that are listening to take some time and schedule a retreat. That could literally look like a day away, uh, you know, a day even in your own backyard. It doesn't have to be anything um, extraordinary, although why not make it extraordinary if you can. You know, take a trip to South Africa, deep into the bush. But if you can't, or if that's not something that's feasible for you at the moment, make it simple, you know. Go for a camping trip. Take your sleeping bag. I've, I've done solo retreats where I've literally just taken, I've vision fasted and taken nothing but a sleeping bag and a tent. Went to the Lost Coast in, in Northern California and, and camped by the beach for, for a week. Um, doesn't cost anything, and the results and the insights were profound, life-changing, I would say, because you really tap into the internal compass, that intuition within that truly, truly knows who you are and what you want beyond the noise. So my friends, I want to thank you for listening. I hope you found value in this daily dose, and I, I challenge you to commit to a retreat, whether it be you know, a half a day or a day somewhere close to home or taking, as I am in this case, five days in a place of, of rich nature and really just tap into yourself, rest and reflect and see what comes up. I think you'll be surprised with the results and I'd look forward to hearing what comes up for you. Uh, please feel free to share as always at Michael Trainer on social media. And uh, if you're enjoying the podcast or you think someone would enjoy this episode, please send it their way. And as always, so appreciate your ratings and reviews. But even if you do nothing, I simply ask that you guys take a time for rest, take a time for reset, take a time for retreat. And I think you'll see profound results.
until then, sending you guys so much love to your journey.